Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. It is time, and we do this on Thursdays. Usually in this time segment, 345, maybe 4. Max Olson joins us today at 4. We will go to the screen in a minute. These are five college football games in this weekend because the Big 12 has three that have a lot of implications. There are three games in the Big 12 that normally would not be that many, maybe one or two. And here we go to the graphic. Here are, here's where we are. Look at the below numbers first. And I know a lot of you look at the logos and that's fine too. Uh, Craig Smoke is a game up. I'm a game back. And then you have Emery kind of just treading water at 23 and 22. Paul Catalina had a stretch of a couple of weeks in a row that took him from very much the top trying to come back. And Garrett creeping up right behind Pablo at 20 and 25. And there's a lot of different logos except one game this week that might flip the switch for either separation or catching up. Yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a it's a good week diverse through both shows. Uh, a lot of people uh doing different uh different things, so uh, it, it's good. We, we've had a couple weeks where it was like one game difference yeah, you know, early right. on. But now, look, I picked these games because they're hard. Like, where I'm not picking easy games. Uh, Georgia and Mizzou almost didn't get in there because I knew everybody would pick Georgia. But it is one of the better games. It's a ranked, ranked matchup this week. So. All right, let's go, Craig. We'll start with you. Uh, no, we'll go left to right. Uh, Kansas State on the road in Austin. Texas has beaten Kansas State six consecutive times. Um, this game is in Austin again. There's a lot of purple up there, and Paul Catalina, you pick K-State. Here's why. Um, I think K-State's got it rolling right now, and I think that there's going to be one of the left-behind Big 12 teams that gets Texas, and this seems to be the best opportunity for that. So I think it's going to be Kansas State this week. I think they play motivated. I think they play well. This game is going to be very much decided in the fourth quarter, but I think Kansas State – gets them in a very, very close game. Yeah, I think uh, this is the best shot for somebody to to grab Texas before they exit. Uh, you know, Oklahoma suffered that loss uh, last week to Kansas, but uh, if it's not Kansas State, then it has to be TCU, which I have little to no faith in at the moment. Uh, Iowa State in Ames, you know, possible, but not likely. Uh, and then Texas Tech at the end of the year. I mean, are they even like are they are they put together by scotch tape at that point uh, out in Lubbock? You know what I mean. So yeah, this is definitely the best chance for them to take a loss before the regular season's over with. And I don't think there's much of a debate about that. But um, I'm going Texas at home. I mean, I know there's the quarterback situation there, but I feel like it's good on good, right? It's the Kansas State running game against the Texas run defense. Now, can Kansas State roll it around uh, in the air with Will Howard and, and Avery Johnson um, and and expose or take advantage of Texas's 
weakness on defense, which has been their secondary, um, that, you know, will be one of the big questions. How effectively can they run the football? Um, but, you know, I think with Texas, if, I, I said a couple times this week, if this game was in Manhattan, I'd pick K-State, no question. The fact that it's in Austin makes me have a little bit of pause. I know there's Malik Murphy, and he had an up-and-down type of a game last week, but I don't know. I think they're two pretty evenly matched teams, and I, I usually default with home, and I think that uh, you know Texas is going to be able to slow down that run game. So, um, yeah, I go with the Longhorns here. Yeah, I, I, this is, this is uh, a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, again, I took Texas. Uh, the game, as Craig mentioned, it's in Austin. So that, And, again, Texas doesn't always have their best wins at home. A lot of their great wins over the years have been on the road, which is always even better when you beat somebody good. But I'll take K-State. Uh, I'll take Texas against K-State. And, uh, man, that does set them up pretty well to probably be in the championship game, though, with all due respect to whoever's left. Garrett, K-State. Yeah, I just I feel like this is one where, like, kind of like with Paul, I think somebody has to get them. Um, I like the matchup. I think this game will really be won in the trenches. Um, if Kansas State's offensive line can hold up, I guess that Texas defensive front, I think that's the key. I like having a healthy Will Howard back and then the option to go to Avery Johnson if need be. I like what I saw from Malik Murphy last week. I still think there's a work in progress, but this is a step up on the defensive level for uh, for him to approach taking on Kansas State. Yeah, and, you know, K-State, if they've got some deficiency, man, they can give up the big play. Now, yeah. I know they've been better about that, but, like, who's a bigger big play team, you know, in the country than Texas? You might look out west and find somebody, like, you know, that you want to pick out, but, but I mean, there's in, not many out there. In this conference who they'll play, yeah. there's nobody who can do what Texas can right. do. Yeah. yeah, there's no one. I think this comes down to explosive plays for, for both sides and, and obviously the run game as well, particularly uh, Texas defense against K-State's run game. But, yeah, this is this is a great matchup. Like, this is this is what you want in November. Uh, the winner's going to have an inside track because if, K- if Texas wins, then clearly they're they're well on their way. Uh, but if Kansas State wins, then boom. I mean, they're, they're right there in the thick of things. And, and handing UT a loss, I know, would feel good for a lot of people, not just K-State fans around the Big 12. All right, so there's that game, Kansas State-Texas. We go the next notch, and I'm the, uh, the lonesome dove right here. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Bedlam, and Stillwater. Everybody across the board has Oklahoma. I just don't like sometimes what I see from them. And they, they win because they usually always beat Oklahoma State. And they have over the years a lot, a bunch. Um, but not as much recently, even though it's still dominant for the Sooners. I'm going to take Oklahoma State with the Ollie Gordon factor, yeah, even though I, I, I don't know all the time about their passing game, how reliant it might be. I just feel like the tackling of Oklahoma on defense is still very shaky, and Gordon could take advantage of that. Um, all of that's true. And Stillwater is one of the toughest places to play in the whole country. It's, it, it's in my opinion, the, the second or third in the Big 12, maybe even one in certain years. Like, those kind of fluctuate based on how good the teams are. And Stillwater is just really, really tough to play in. But like I said on the show yesterday, there is one team who does not seem to be bothered by that stadium at all, historically, and it is Oklahoma. It does not matter how good Oklahoma State has been. It doesn't matter some of the years where Oklahoma has been stuck in the mud. They roll into Stillwater, and they just win. They just dominated the rivalry. And I know that people are bummed that Bedlam is going away. Going away. I'm one of them. People who should be le- less bummed that Bedlam is going away is Oklahoma State yeah. because it's a loss that they won't take most years based on history. So, you know, um, I, I, I'm picking Oklahoma. They just don't seem phased by playing in Stillwater. 
Yeah, there was the one outlier year um, back in, uh, I think it was 2011, where Oklahoma State just beat them, like beat them badly. But in the couple of wins that Oklahoma State's had since then, it's been, you know, very close ball games. And outside of that, it's been all Sooners. Uh, so there, there has been that one blowout you know, scenario where Oklahoma State left no doubts. Uh, I don't think that'll be the case for either team that wins this weekend. I expect it will be high emotions. And I don't know, it was weird. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the whole Gundy talk that got Bosworth yeah. all stirred up about how it's not as much of a rivalry as it used to be because, you know, they don't, you know, cross each other at parties and it's not like all awkward and, you know, are we going to end up fighting and stuff? And that's just the difference in the way that, you know, the world is now. But, um, I don't know if that was intentionally trying to take some of the steam out of the, the rivalry aspect or the emotions out of this uh, or not, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of emotions, regardless of if Gundy thinks this rivalry is as good as it was in the 1980s or whatever, uh, because this is the last time. I think everybody recognizes that. I think they recognize that this is a huge opportunity uh, for the home team, but also the visiting team, and they're both in a must situation in so many ways as far as their grander hopes go. So I think there's just a lot of factors that are going to make this one you know, exciting, steamy, hot matchup uh, coming up on Saturday. And Ollie Gordon's been great, but, I mean, I like Oklahoma to stop the run. Now, is Danny Stutzman healthy? Uh, That's a big question mark as far as this weekend goes. If not, that could be a little bit problematic for them. Um, But, you know, can Oklahoma State hurt them through the air? Their receivers are all banged up. If there's a way to hit that defense, it is typically, you think, through the air. But that's not exactly their strong suit. So you're putting in the hands of Alan Bowman. So somebody's going to have to have, like, that career game or that, that big game. And maybe it is Alan Bowman throwing it around. But I think Oklahoma, with the way it's set up, can really focus and lock in on Ollie Gordon, and Oklahoma State's going to have to show something a little bit different. Um, Oklahoma offensively, you know, can Dylan Gabriel throw it against that really good young secondary that Oklahoma State has? Can they run the football? Is Tywee Walker healthy? I mean, there's a couple big injury questions for Oklahoma, but just given the history of the series, um, given just kind of the dimensions of the teams, I like Oklahoma overall a bit better than I like Oklahoma State, even though they're on a great run right now. And so I'm taking the Sooners. Kansas ran for 225 yards against Oklahoma. Yeah, they did. They're a really good running team. Yeah. Yeah. 91, 19, and 7 is Oklahoma's record. Or 91, 7, whatever it is. But they have seven ties. 91 and 19. They've won Oklahoma State in the history of this rivalry, which is prodigious and long. 19 wins. In fact, speaking of the rivalry, Garrett, it would be a good time to throw up that one quick note. Not that one. The one from Brett McMurphy as a note on the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State rivalry. How unique is Bedlam? First played back in 1904, played three times before statehood. Bedlam is only one of four in-state rivalries that started before statehood. The others are New Mexico and New Mexico State, the first meeting back in the 1800s, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and then on top of that, Utah and Utah State. Huh, that That's is how, interesting. a note about historically about statehood, the rivalries dating back. All right, I take Oklahoma State. I like the way they're playing. They're kind of hot. I understand completely, though, the history uh, of uh, Oklahoma State and their rivalry with uh, OU. Georgia, across the board, I do think Missouri's pretty good. But Georgia, when they, when they need to be, they're really, really good. Now, you can't do that week in and week out. Someone's going to bite you. But I, I'll, I'll take Georgia. Everybody else takes the dogs, too. Yeah, between the hedges, if this was, was in, if this was flipped and 
They had struggled between the hedges last year to Mizzou, and that had been the game that almost got them uh, at home. Uh, and then they were going to Mizzou. I might be more tempted to pick the upset here, but George is not struggling at all right now, uh, even though Mizzou's playing well, and this is at home. Uh, I think Mizzou probably avails himself well in this game by comparison to most teams that play Georgia. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think Carson Beck starting to find his groove, and they're starting to find uh, how to win without Brock Bowers in the lineup, and that's that's bad news for everybody. Yeah, I go Georgia. I mean, I, I don't feel like you really need to explain picking Georgia in this game, but um, you know, I agree with what Paul said, and um, you know, Missouri sh- should could. Uh, very well may make it interesting. I hope that they do. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see what team eventually does knock off the dogs and, and breaks this little party of theirs up. But uh, I don't think it's coming this weekend. It's a great chance for it, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to default with uh, the reigning back-to-back national champions. Garrett, you're an SEC guy. I know there's a game we're going to have your interest here in a moment. But uh, does Missouri, do they have, are they good enough to make this thing interesting in the fourth quarter? Uh, no, I just, I think... Georgia's too strong. Their depth is really ultimately what's going to separate. I think Missouri's been a fun, cool story, and, you know, it's great to see them having success. But at the end of the day, Georgia's Georgia, and I just don't see them having a chance to go in between the hedges and beating them. All right, there we go with that. So everyone expecting Georgia to roll and remain unbeaten. Then this one, another greatness of a game. LSU with their firepower at quarterback with Daniels. They, you know, they kind of like disappeared because of that early loss to Florida State and especially the way that thing went in the second half. But here they are, a chance to get that claim in the SEC West. Still a lot of work to be done. Alabama had the loss to UT, and they, they're, not, they're not by any means perfect, not even close, but they have been winning this one here, LSU in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. I'm, I'm bet, betting on Jaden Daniels. That's that's my pick right here is that Jaden Daniels is the better quarterback in this game, that Jaden Daniels gets it done. Uh, they have the better receivers in this game. Um, you know, Alabama will muddy the water, and that like that's been their new thing is they are they are the team that muddies the water against you. They're they're not going to play a clean game in any way, shape, or form. There's going to be 14 false starts that Nick Saban yells about. You know, there's going to be those things that Alabama teams in the past have not done. And in no way is LSU going to be able to, to turn around and, and turn the Jets on a walk past this thing because their defense is still, while it's been better the last few weeks, uh, still nothing that's that's going to stop a whole lot of people. And, and Milrow will get his, his shots in. I just, I'm betting on Jaden Daniels in this one as the better quarterback to get it done in crutch time. By the way, we had this whole conversation yesterday about college game day. College game day is not even Texas and Kansas State. It's yeah. uh, it's freaking Alabama and LSU. Big yeah. noon is Texas yeah. and Kansas State. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where the wires got crossed there, but I was sitting there. I was like, wait, it's not even – where are we talking about McConaughey being the guest picker on game day? It's big noon that he that he's on, by no, the way. I, I, so. I mentioned big noon from the first start, but maybe we did yeah, get I our, think, our uh, wires got, crossed yeah, there. Yeah, I, I misunderstood that or something. But, yeah, I, I realized that last night. So – Anyways, this is game day right here, and uh, I'm going Alabama. I understand uh, the reasons that, that Paul laid out there about Jalen, uh, Jaden Daniels, and uh, the type of incredible year that he's had. But you know, I, Alabama has uh, you know had some pretty good defense uh, this year, so I think that's going to be really fun to see see that little chess match. And then you know, uh, with uh, with the Alabama side of things and Jalen Milrow and company, it's been a little bit of a grind. But I just feel like they've kind of found themselves as far as knowing that they're not. You know, this isn't Tua, this isn't uh, Jalen Hurts, this isn't like, you know, it's different, but it's not 
different in a, a really bad way. It's just different. It's taking them a little bit more time to kind of find out who they are, playing good defense, and then doing what they can and figuring out what they can do offensively. Um, I don't love LSU's defense, uh, so I don't feel like if you're going to this game, like LSU's going to shut them out, and then Jaden Daniels is going to be able to go score points. I think this is going to be a very defensive-centric game. Um, you know, you would give the nod to LSU's offense, but I'm going Bama and Tuscaloosa. Seven and one. I feel like they've got their ducks in a row right now, and uh, and they're going to keep it going. Well, uh, Garrett, obviously the, the LSU is your pick, and, and you love the Tigers. Give me a perspective on LSU running the football. How well have they done that? Because Daniels has been the dude. And how much and how well have they been stopping the run your, this year, in your opinion? Well, the stopping the run has been a problem all year long. I think their defense has struggled as a whole, and it's going to be even more challenging this week when you had the news of Makai Wingo coming out, your top defensive lineman. He's done for the year. So that's another you know uh, obstacle they're going to have to overcome. As far as their rushing attack, it has definitely not been what it's been in the past years. Uh, I think if you look at this running back room, they don't have a true alpha uh, where they have in the past, I think that as a whole, they are slow compared to uh, uh, groups in the past as well. I think that this is one where you're going to have to rely on your offense to spread Bama out. You're going to have to take advantage of them in space with your playmakers on the outside. Um, and this is one also where Jaden Daniels can either have a Heisman moment or he can have his season ended with an injury running the ball because that's one thing that's been concerning all year is – the shots he takes running the ball, and I think that could catch up with him, or he can understand that he has an opportunity to grasp history uh, lay, and then lay the foundation for that Heisman campaign. And I think that they could shake – LSU has an opportunity. Everybody in the nation, honestly, and all the SEC haters, should be rooting for LSU the, re- the remainder of the season. Because if LSU wins this game and then they get into the championship and they beat Georgia, that opens up the field for everybody else because your SEC champion will have two losses – and then that'll have like everybody else with one possibly one loss, one loss, or undefeated. what would be Georgia's second loss? Well, that, you're not gonna. I guess they would beat. They would no. That you're right. So, but you're not gonna have a team that lost to the SEC championship make the college football playoff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the last game. Thank you, Garrett. KU and Iowa State. How about this one? Not many people probably picked that this game would have such importance in the Big Twelve standings. Good for both of them. KU coming off the win against Oklahoma. Iowa State has methodically just been really good for the last month. Paul? Yeah, I think Kansas um, is just a slightly better team here. I think they have a little bit more playmaking ability, uh, and and I'll I'll go with that. Although uh, this game is in Ames, Iowa State is very fundamentally sound, uh, which makes them difficult to beat uh, no matter who they're playing. They're going to be a tough out because, again, they don't don't seem to make, like, stupid – ridiculous mistakes uh and because of that they're a tough out but i'm i'm taking ku in this one craig kansas doesn't win in ames uh, hardly ever their strength is their running game and i feel like if you're going up against the iowa state defense like yeah i know that the uh, secondary gets a lot of attention but i feel pretty good about their chances to to defend the run well um you know tj tampa not being able to play early on because of targeting i do think is a is a big deal but you know, Jason Bean had the one big run last week, and beyond that, like you look at his his passing numbers, they were they were not good against Oklahoma, but they were able to run really effectively. I just think that that kind of plays into to Iowa State's you know type of a game though as well. I don't trust Iowa State's offense. Like that's the thing here is that's what made me almost go with Kansas is that I don't trust Iowa State's offense, but I do trust them to be able to muddy this thing up and make it you know less of a shootout and more of a 
you know, rock fight, so to speak. And so I think that that's what this is going to become is uh, who can run the ball more effectively. I think Iowa State's getting better offensively, but I am very, I was very hesitant to pick them because of that. But I just, you know, being at Ames, they got a little bit of momentum. That was a big emotional game for Kansas last week, whereas Iowa State just kind of dilly dallied through a, an easy win over Baylor. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Cyclones. I'm riding uh, one of the hot hands here. I'm going to say this if Kansas is, in fact, better than just a team that's going to be a bowl team, they win this weekend. This is where you don't just beat Oklahoma. You then validate it where whoever you're playing the next week, home on the road, whatever. And so this is going to be interesting to see them do that. I think with Leipold and what he does, the culture there, that's not going to be like a letdown. Uh, yes, the, the Ames, Iowa State, good against anybody, it seems like, at home. I'll take the Jayhawks. Garrett, you took Iowa State, too, real quickly because we got to take a break. Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas overall has the better roster. I think they have the better coach. I just do not like the matchup going into Ames, and I think all of the energy and everything that went into that win over Oklahoma is going to catch up with them this week. All right, Emory took the Jayhawks, Craig, with a one-game lead. Everybody bunched together who has at least 20 wins so far. Craig with 27. 